two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Welcome back to Rock Hatima, everybody. Rock Hatima. I am your Gumma. <laughs> Torsten what? David Johnson. What just happened? It's no. Are no, you okay? No. Take G- two. GM. Take two. GM. I'm your GM. No, I got it. Yeah, I'm yeah, the only one allowed to make jokes bar. here about names. <laughs> I, I thought it was names? so funny that Deanna was like, wait a second. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, don't come for my throne. How what? dare you? Wait, wait, I wasn't did. taking Thank your you. bit. Challenge. If it was your bit, I would have Challenge. said, Challenge. I am Challenge. your. It's so much funnier when I do it. Oh, this is good. Wow, there's wow. a lot happening. He's shaking a bag of dice. He's and still shaking still, it. He's, yeah, and now he's now he's pouring them out into a leather um, tray that that he mid. forged himself. Oh my gosh, this he closed mid. the bag tighter so they would go out like at a slower trickle. Yeah, that was like. completely unintentional. That was not. Inten- <laughs> I was trying to open it as fast as I could, and it still took me forever. Okay, you get some bonus points for not lying about that. So uh, once still. again, uh, so our gumma Torson David Johnson. And I'm joined today by Joshua David Robinson. What up, y'all? Joshua David Robinson, a.k.a. JDR, a.k.a. Titan, ya belt. And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. <laughs> I am a clone vampire. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the world's colliding. No, you can't. If you, if you know, you know. Oh, if you know what I mean, you know what uh, I mean. Literally four people. Who do you play, though? Could you at least give us the uh, character? Gosh. Oh, I play Jessu. She, her. She's very la la la. Amazing. And <laughs> Kylie Marie Brinkman. Hey, y'all. Kylie Marie Brinkman. She, her, playing Josephine Wick, a.k.a. Joe. Also, she, her. And every time Joshua makes that noise or I hear that noise, I want to try to make the noise when I'm too self-conscious, too. So I'm just putting oh that out of the universe. Oh, my gosh. That okay. I would like to practice this Let's noise, but not on Let's mic. Not right on now. mic? No. <laughs> Torsten will cut it out. He promises. Maybe yeah. that's, promises. Like, maybe that's a Patreon we'll episode is like me <laughs> making a fool of myself <laughs> trying to make the well, we noise. We could all do it. We'll right have to do it on video, too. We just all do it. All right. Yeah. If we all do it together, we're all in different places. No one will hear. No one will hear what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, so we're all going to do it. We're going we're gonna to do three, two, one. No, skrr, and we're all going to do it. No one's going to hear. Yeah. No one's going to hear it. And I promise I'm going to do it. Okay, Here we go. Ready. ready. Three, two, one. Skrr. I can't get the, <laughs> I can't get the, the trill. The R rolling? Can you not really? Yeah. yeah. Can you not really? I can roll my R's, but I can't, not very well, but I can't make the connection in mm-hmm. doing that. To making that sound like i think it i mean mechanically i'm sure it is very mm-hmm, similar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'll yeah. work on it maybe the next episode i'll introduce yes myself okay great okay, okay. fantastic oh my gosh <laughs> we amazing got, we got off, off track. Uh, those are all the people great all right well uh how about time for a little recap oh, yes please. praise sulian we yes, need one please so last time <laughs> You watched the Grey Herons sail off towards Angeron Mir, the capital of West Angria, leaving you with a bag of mail from Aegir destined for Stormhaven. Titan helped Jasu process her feelings about what Latidaeus had just said about Sulion, and Joe, you took a closer look at the letter from your mother, Tala. In it, she tells you that she needs your father, Eto, to leave home for a while, but that you can do whatever you think is best. So then you opened the letter she sent to Edo, which set off a magic mouth spell, informing you that she knew you were opening it. 
but she went ahead and did it anyway, <laughs> and discovered that she is indeed requesting <laughs> requesting your father to journey to Angeron Mir for some business that she thinks that she might need him to do. You also inspected the necklace that she sent you, which seems to be magical. Then a call sure. mm-hmm. came down from the crow's nest, directing your attention to the shore, where you saw the Koro army beginning to move out of Typhonhead, setting off up the road in the direction of Stormhaven. At this, Malaya jumped into action, preparing a boat to go to the mainland. You prepared to set off with her, leaving the pirates to take care of the kids, at least for now. Although Lonnie seems to be increasingly interested in the lives these Corsairs live. And after Jaqueta made it clear to you that Oromaya would by no means be welcome on the Corsair Isles, you decided to take the former headmaster along with you to Stormhaven. With that, you said farewell to all the pirates, and Betty said a word to Titan about perhaps dropping by the House of Prim sometime. And then you <laughs> set off for Clean up your mess first, Betty. Clean up your mess <laughs> oh, first. What? I didn't realize I, I had left a mess. Okay. Do you remember what you said? No, what did I say? I don't remember. What did I say? You said, come through, but come correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you set off for Stormhaven <laughs> on the little sip of sunshine. The wind filled your sails, and while you made your way up, Deep Reach Bay, Jasu engaged Oromaya in a somewhat heated discussion of religion. And as you debated the preeminence of Atum or Ion and the relationship of church and stake, <laughs> something caught Titan's eye on the eastern shore of the bay close to Deephold. You all looked closer and some of you smelled the wind <laughs> and realized that you were looking at a second contingent of the Koro army. Baron Koro seems to be preparing to invade Stormhaven from both the east and the west at the same time. About to spit roast Stormhaven? My goodness. (laughs) And then finally, (laughs) (laughs) finally you reached the public docks. Malaya brought the boat in and you pay the slip fee and left Oromaya to deal with the necessary paperwork. And that is where you are now. Goodness gracious. So you are on the wharfs of Stormhaven, a place where you were recently, Jasu, when you landed on the Noble Flounder just a few days ago. Oh my God, it was days. And you see the days, the same road stretching in front of you up towards the town square. But instead of it being a normal morning in this bustling city, People don't seem to be going to work. They seem to be going to party because there is festivities surrounding you. Decorations are erupting out of the windows of tall buildings. The temples are wreathed in blue and white, which you know are the colors of the DeLargo family. There is music playing in the streets. There are people walking around in festive clothing, various merchants walking around selling food and drink. People are lit. What do you do? (laughs) People are lit. People are getting lit. So, Joe, I I imagine you want to probably go check on your father. 
I definitely need to go go talk to Prim because if they're talking about mustering in a few days, people need to know what is going on. And I know my girl Prim is going to get the word out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Let's do all of that. As you bring that up, Titan, you remember that mm. plans were hot underway for the House of Prim to participate in the Queen's Day Parade. So judging by the time of day and the fact that everybody is going to the town square, you're confident that Prim as well as everybody else in the house will definitely be getting ready for or in or the parade might have already started and they might already be in it. Mm. Everybody was making fantastic costumes and getting themselves ready for this last time that you were in in the house. Mm -hmm. So Titan, Jasu, what's our plan right now? We have two armies converging on this town. I am a bit frazzled. I don't know what the move is. Do we just like start screaming evacuate because I'm about to start doing that? I feel like if you start screaming evacuate as not a person of some influence in the town, somebody's just going to tackle you and lock you up, honey. Sure. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. best case scenario in that instance, I think like, you know, you just cause a panic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... I'm going to talk to Prim. Prim is the most influential person I know in this town. So I feel like that they would be able to help get the word out about what what is happening. My biggest concern is that people are just going to be out here willy-nilly having a good time. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be unsurprised. They're going to be surprised by, you know, a spear in the bum. Yeah, So I'd love to, you know. I don't think we can stop the armies. Do we believe that the core armies are violent and that they will attack everyone or that this is a change in leadership? Yeah, good question. The best information that you have on this came from that declaration, that scroll yeah. that Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Captain Kriego was going to read at Typhonhead. You might even have that scroll with you. I imagine you probably do. And the wording there makes it seem like they're demanding immediate and unconditional surrender. And so you surmise that if the entire town just accepts Baron Coro, then maybe, maybe it'll be peaceful. But there is a duke here and the duke has access to a militia and a private guard. And so if there's any resistance set up, you imagine that there could probably be bloodshed. I think we should talk to any and all leadership in this town. Yeah. Perhaps I say hesitantly, we split up. (laughs) You also, you remember Titan that you do have a contact who is part of the the constibular force, the town police. Officer Carborough. Oh, yes. Is, oh, my gosh. Carborough. Is a constable in the police mm-hmm. force. How far away do, is... Um, we don't know where DeLargo is. The thing is, I know where Prim's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the move from, this, from my perspective. Because it's like, DeLargo, I don't know where he's supposed to be at today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, at this, uh, Malaya comes up and she says, well, you know, there was a whole to-do about this Queen's Day celebration. Duke DeLargo is supposed to have a float. <gasps> it's the first time the DeLargos have entered a float in the, in the competition in years, but th- apparently they're bringing one. So let's go find this parade. Oh, well, we have to go march in the parade. Oh, darn. (laughs) And uh, as you are getting set to start walking up the hill, 
towards the town square, uh, Oromaya comes running up behind you. Oh, wait, wait up, wait up. I'm, I just, those papers, I don't know how many times he wanted me to sign, but I can't believe that the regulations mm -hmm. force people to, to go through this. It's just like needless red tape. Uh, I, uh, what, what, what is, is something funny? I, I, oh. <laughs> oh, honey. 10 minutes not living in your little castle and you can't handle well, it norm because normally you, you get a paper cut other people did, you, did your pen run out of ink did you did you did did, did, the, did the me man not 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 kiss your boot I, oh honey i'm so sorry i just told him to come by later and we'd uh you know perhaps you should have prayed mm -hmm. joe puts her hand on titan's shoulder and looks at ormaya <laughs> you're coming with us i okay i look at ormaya and i go perhaps you should have prayed and then i turn and i walk <sighs> Uh, okay. uh, and I'm dragging him with us because I feel like he's credibility to us. I'm just in our not story. dressed for the celebration. I'm supposed to be in my in my ceremonial finery. I okay, I'm coming. And the four, <laughs> five of you, and the five of you set off up the road towards the town square. You pass people who are selling delicious smelling street food. There's meats that are cooking on a little barbecue on one side. Somebody else has some pastries and then somebody else is coming around with cold drinks. There's musicians on the corner. There's a little band that's made up of four or five different types of brass horn playing a bopping little tune. Yeah, no, I love it. This uh -huh. I, I love a bopping little tune, man. I'm just really feeling the festive yeah, environment. I there's love one, it. There's one specific little man who's going, uh, what is my name? It's Rumpelstiltskin. No, 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 no. It's from the pre-show. You can't bring pre-show jokes into the main feed. I can do what I want. Jesus, oh, there's no geez. rules. Everyone to join our Patreon. I do what I want. As this is, as they are walking, mm. um, Titan is um, applying a full beat because the, yes. they have not really had the time to like do their whole thing in some in a while. They're they're definitely you know when they got off the boat they picked a very festive outfit, uh -huh. but weren't really thinking about the fact that they were walking right into the parade. And Titan was very excited about the parade before they left on this three day journey that was supposed to be a one day journey. Mm -hmm. So as this is happening, I'm, you you want me to do like a sleight of hand or performance check something to see how good my makeup is. As Absolutely. I'm putting it on, as we are walking. Yes, I would like everybody to to give me a fit check. Oh God! <laughs> uh, which I think this is going to have to be a new skill check that we add. Yeah. You can use you can use sleight of hand for your fit check. Performance sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. All right. I'll use oh, sleight of hand because performance it's... would be great. Yeah, I think you can use performance, either performance great. or or sleight of hand for your fit check. Yeah. Mine's minus one or plus two. I choose. The minus one, and so I'll give myself a 15. <laughs> Dirty 20. 18. We look cute. Yes. 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 Yeah, give me give me some descriptions. What do you what do you look like? What are you wearing? So um coming off the boat, Titan was feeling very piratey. So usually they have something that's very long and flowy, but this time it is it is still long and flowy, but it is like pants mm. that flare out at the bottom, very bell bottomy oh. pants, and they are a long, wide pinstripe. Mm. Um they have a large belt uh with a very big circular gold buckle, um, a vest that's very fitted, double-breasted vest that flares out on the shoulders um, that is also a very long, wide pinstripe. Their hair is up, twist like their long uh, braids are twisted up 
into a um, like a fashion that looks like they are wearing a pirate hat, mm. but it is just their hair. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> Amazing. And they are right now. They are they are applying very like e- gold, but emo piratey um, uh, makeup mm. and trying to make it look like with makeup that they are wearing an eye patch. Oh. <laughs> Great, great, fucking nice. And uh, I also nice. forgot that you uh, you left the pirate ship with a bunch of carpet bags full of clothes. So I think Malaya is correct is carrying several <laughs> of these right now. Uh, what what are, the, what are the other thanks, two? Look thanks, thanks, like? honey. Uh, of course, these are this is great. I hope we can find a place to set them down. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there is no costume change for Joe for this event. I think like she's happy to be here, but it's she's not particularly into getting dressed up. And so I'm going to say that Joe's 18 is because her hair is brushed. She's a little sun-kissed from that mm-hmm. long boat ride we had. So mm-hmm. there's just a natural glow. She has on the new necklace that mm-hmm. her mom gave her. And outside of like cleaning the dirt off her shoes, that's enough for her to look like an 18. Nice. <laughs> I am going to take the opportunity, since you bring up your necklace, you had a couple hours on the... Boat little sip. on the little sip of sunshine, and and so you that was ample time to investigate this item mm-hmm. and attune to it. So the the basics of it are that it gives you proficiency on vibe checks, so you can you can mm-hmm. now use that as a full on skill, adding your proficiency modifier, and it gives you the ability to use detect emotions once per short rest. You can use it more than Ooh. once, but every time you do, you gain a level of exhaustion. The detect emotions, basically, I just reformatted detect thoughts to be about emotions. So it works very, very similarly to detect thoughts. And that is an ability, or you know, that's a spell, but this, this isn't a spell. It's an ability that will let you read somebody's surface level emotions. And then if you okay. want to, you can mm-hmm. try to probe even deeper. But that's that's the basic use of this magical object. Cool. Uh, and Jasu, what about your fit check? Yeah, Jasu got a 16, but did a sleight of hand minus one. And that is on purpose <laughs> because Jasu looks fabulous uh-huh. because Jasu is ripped in chainmail and is eight feet tall. And so therefore can't not be hot. You know what I mean? Like she's hot, uh-huh. but her vibe is not... She doesn't own this like, oh, I'm out here living in the way that like Titan does or even Joe, like understanding herself. Jasu does not really feel that confident in her own skin necessarily. And it's just sort of like doesn't or not even that. She just doesn't really think about it. If anything, when she like the minus one is because she's like wiping like things off of her that actually were like Mm. good and nice for like glistening and stuff. And she's like, oh, this is inefficient, Mm -hmm. inefficient. Like maybe some glitter fell on on her. She's like cleaning herself a little bit, but like there's truly a cloud of glitter in my wake and Malaya (laughs) is getting dusted. (laughs) (laughs) Malaya is loving it. Malaya accepts. Malaya is going to make a fit check. I'm, I give I give her the help action. Oh hell I mean, yeah! <laughs> yeah, she, she needs it, it here. She's a, she's a little sweaty after all that sailing. She could use the the, the glitter. <laughs> her hair's looking fabulous. The rest of her's a a little worn out and bedraggled from carrying all these bags right now. 
But the four of you come out into the town square and you can see that- Are the, we bringing, what's his name with us? Yeah. Or Maya. And yeah. or, or Maya. Maya. The five of you come out into the town square here on the banks of the Sudden Flow River, which is flowing down from the mountains. You see crowds packed in, people all trying to get a good spot because this is the best place to see the parade. It Sure, it'll come down from the Duke's Palace up on the hill, but this is the spot where it will make a big sweeping turn and go across the river. So there's kids and people from out of town who've come in. You see people dressed in farm clothes, work clothes. There's a little market that's set up on one side. You see Gargle over there by the river who's <laughs> calling out. and oh, Ice cold water. It's actually, not, uh, I guess it's not ice cold, but it's it's pretty cold. It's it's refreshingly cold. Refreshingly cold water. Screw that guy. And <laughs> and you look up the the road, and you 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 hear music, and it it looks like people are getting set for this parade to come at any minute. Oh, what do you want to do? Do I see my dad anywhere? Give me a perception check. Eight. Eight. <laughs> you look around and you realize, ah, uh, dad's. Not large in stature and can be hard to see in a crowd like this since he is a gnome. But you remember what his plans were for the day, which were to get together with some friends and maybe sit out on their balcony to watch. Uh, And you remember that they live just off the square, but close enough to see the activity on the square. Okay. Can I make a... um... Perception check for Prim with advantage with my nose because I am smelling for anyone who wears a lot of perfume that is similar in nature to Titan. I don't wear perfume. This is just, oh, this is oh de Tazan. <laughs> I thought you were going to be honest with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me what a perception A natural one, check. but I have advantage yes, because it's because with my nose. smelling, right? Natural two? No, 13. Okay. Do you raise your your I do. Trunk? I like my it's okay. my it's truly oh my I'm standing there. I'm I'm next to Titan and my <laughs> nose just comes a little bit like like my trunk comes a little uh-huh. bit close to Titan's like ear uh-huh. as I like sniff them and then I go and You lift it up somewhere else. And I put it up as if it's like a honing device. Okay. And I sniff around. A little nasal periscope. Yeah. You smell around and at first you you're smelling the sweet smells of fried dough over on one side. Delicious. You're smelling the the sweat of people who are crowding close to each other on another side. Gross. And then you get a whiff of something rich and floral that seems like it's a different odor, but definitely in the same world as Titan's smells. I believe Prim is this way, and I start walking. <laughs> the par- the parade has not like started. It proper. has not started. Great. Yes. Yes. I'm like, uh huh. Lead the way, honey. <laughs> and as you start walking, you lose it for a second, and you realize that it is just behind you. And then you see a figure who is on the shorter side, maybe a halfling wearing kind of a heavy cloak, which is surprising given how sunny and warm the day is and how crowded it is. And they are 
down towards the front of the crowd, just a, a little ways away from you. I walk up and I bow. And I, as I walk up and bow, I say, Mother of Titan, Prim, it is, a, <laughs> it is an honor to finally meet you. And I do a, I do a Sulian, I, I bow and I come up and then I do a Sulian-like gesture so that way she can, whoever this person is, can come and meet my hand. This person sees you coming towards them and watches you bow and you see them kind of shrink back a little bit into the hood. Titan, go ahead and give me a perception check with advantage. Oh, plus two, 20, dirty 20. This is Evelyn. Evelyn is another part of the, the House of Prim. Mm-hmm. And is kind of looking askance at being called the mother of Titan. <laughs> but hearing Titan then looks over and sees you and then kind of pushes her hood back just a little bit and looks up and says, Titan, is that you? Evie, girl. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that I was going to see you today. Where, where have you been? We've. We've been looking for you. Uh, child, it is a whole story. I've already conceived a whole one-person show about it. It is going to be fab. You love. Oh, my gosh. I cannot Sorry. wait. Are you going to show it at the at the drag show that's happening later? I mean, you know, Queen's Day Parade isn't correct unless there's I a know, drag unless we show. Put, uh, that's correct. Um, I'm sorry, Evie. Evie, could you go ahead and could you touch this woman's hand and make it make it look like a vagina? She's waiting for you. I'm still been oh, standing here the whole time. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a vagina with you any day. <laughs> Lift her hand up. <laughs> is, I say, I say, I blush and I say, this is not a vagina. This is where the light shines. I am so sorry. I didn't mean. I did not mean to leave you hanging. And she lifts her hand up and touches it very sensually. Yeah, I I hold it for like maybe a second and then I take my hand away. (laughs) You you, you see her lips purse just a little bit and the tongue start to come out right before you pull your hand away. I very quickly remove my hand. Titan Titan looks at Evie and says, down girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's not ready for that. We'll talk more about that later. Okay. And Evie says to you... You know, Titan, though, I'm actually, I'm supposed to be doing a little bit of a, I'm helping Prim out, so Mm. I should really kind of be laying low here. Oh, that's why you look suspicious, Joe says out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Coming off strong. I look suspicious? Because that's kind of You look hot, but like, I mean, actually, you look both hot and hot. It's just as warm outside, and that cape looks heavy. Uh, I have fully taken four steps back and feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Evie, what are you doing for Prim? And where is she? We we have actually so much. It's about to go down. I would love to say that we're here to prep for the drag show, but things are about to go down. Where is Prim? That's exactly, that's that's the issue. Prim got word that there's some, there's some shit coming out of Typhon Head and and that we might be catching some smoke here in, in Stormhaven pretty soon. The flames are upon us, honey. From both directions and not in a way that you like. Wait, what do you mean both directions? I don't know if you know what I know, but I know that there are two armies coming. Two armies? Two armies. We just caught word that there was an army that had gone through Typhon Head and, and was headed up here from the peninsula. Fresh off the boat. What do you boat, mean two armies? There's another one coming from the other direction. We mm-hmm. spotted them fresh off the boat. That's why we got to tell everybody oh, who shit. needs to know to know. Prim definitely needs to hear about this. All right, Prim is already set on the float. I think the parade might already be started. So 
uh, you're going to have to go join the parade. Join the parade or something to get in touch with her. <laughs> but let me just tell you, yes, your fits on point, so you're not going to uh, have any trouble getting in on the parade looking like that. Honey, thank you so much. I was actually so worried. You know, I had most of my things, but I did get some new outfits and everything like that. But I haven't really been able to I'm check it. I was doing it all by muscle memory. Pants? Didn't have a mirror. How did you even? Uh, where did you come by these pants? Oh, your no. hips look. Honey, honey, I'm going to be competing against you in the show soon enough so I can't give away all my secrets, okay. okay, after. Can you point me in the direction of the parade? Yeah, they're coming down from the Duke's Palace up uh, up on the hill there. They'll be coming right down the main street here, and they've probably already started. Okay. Um, I turn to my girls. Do you think we should try to get a link up with Prim in the parade, or, or what y'all finna do? Should we just wait here for it to come through? Let's go. I don't Great. think we have time. I think I'm pulling Oromaya already in the direction that Evie has directed us in. Great. I say to Evie as we leave, may the light ever shine upon you in the night. Very hurriedly look away and run. Great. As as you do, she uh, yes. she winks at you and says, I think I might have more fun with you if the light is not shining upon us but okay. I rolled a deception to see whether or not I can fool her into me not being uncomfortable and I rolled a natural one and so I just wanted to share that with everyone and I think what happens yeah, is yeah, like I truly yes. I truly go ah, out loud and then I like turn and like my hand catches on my chain mail and I like have to catch myself with my staff and then I stand up and I just walk slowly mm-hmm. away trying to be like that happen and i'm normal Uh, uh, there's one other thing that you catch as uh as she's making eyes at you and uh you see the tip of her tongue is that she has a tongue ring and on the tongue (laughs) ring you see a black fist with a red background (gasps) okay i don't know that jesu is gay but i'm gay and so jesu has to be gay because i want to sleep with this person like you know what i mean like i just wow wow and hot And you continue to walk or and you start making your way up uh, up the parade path and you have to kind of fight through this crowd of people. So now we're going to randomize this a little bit. Ooh. So I would like <laughs> one of you to roll me a d8. Kylie, it's your turn. Yeah, it is. It's a one, it's a one. It's a natural eight, <laughs> one. Okay, great. Uh, that's easy. As you're walking, you're, you're making your way through this, this crowd of people. There's some kids way. who are bustling through, trying to get their way towards the front. And the parade is starting to come around the bend. And the first people that you see come around the corner into the main square are just a couple people walking with big bags. And they got big smiles on their faces. And they're wearing the blue and white colors of the DeLargo family who you know are professing their allegiance to the queen and to the crown. This is a day that is was created by the DeLargo family in order for them to tell the queen that they're her biggest fans. And so these vassals of the Duke walk out and are throwing candy from these bags out to the, the crowd. And so these kids are scrambling out to the front trying to, to pick up as many pieces of these sweets as they can uh, as the parade is beginning to reach the square. And as you are trying to slip in behind these kids as they're rushing forward, 
their parents kind of step back to let you go. But in the other direction, headed away from the parade path, are two figures that run right into you. Mm. The black leather and slightly tarnished chainmail of Daphne and Carl slam into you and stop you in your tracks. Oh, my God. Did y'all do it? What are you doing here? What are we doing we here? We live here. <laughs> May the sun shine upon you. Did we do it? You mean, did we Did we spread the word about the, about the battle? D- about did the, we ask you to do it, anything else? Yes, we did it. Okay. We tried to do it anyway. We, so did, we, wait, no, 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 no. did you do it or did you try to do it? Okay, we, we went, we told the authorities. Be transparent what has transpired. <sighs> Very little. Ah. Okay, this it's hard to talk about here. We're in the middle of a freaking crowd. I just but... scream, Yama! <laughs> <laughs> to see if, you know, if he just happens to maybe pop up or not. Yeah, Daph- Daphne says, Yama. No, we, we ditched him hours ago. No idea where he is. Yama. So why, why are you looking so shook? Shook? There's a freaking army coming. Two. There are two armies coming. Carl says, wait, what? There are two armies approaching. What do you mean two armies? From both directions. There's an army coming from the sky? No. Uh, what? I wish I could sit here and explain it to you, but unfortunately, the light shines brighter and we have little time. Okay. I, we need to get this information to the people who need the information. Look, you want to walk and talk with us or No, what? no. I, I'll try to... I can tell you what, what we did. So we... Sorry, Daphne's... Daphne's a little stressed out right now because we're trying to catch a ship. But we went to the... Well, first of all, we stopped in, in Longstrom and we told the people in Longstrom about the, the fact that there was an army coming and stuff. And they did, weren't really happy to see us because we kind of stole a bunch of their water you stole the recently. water. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, honestly, good mm-hmm. on you for doing it anyway. You knew you was going to take some heat and went and did the right thing. Well, my, Continue. I mean, at least my... My stepdad was there, and and he listened to me, and so I think he kind of told people that, like, you know, oh my, shit might be going down. Who's your stepdad? Frederick. <laughs> okay, what's Frederick's last name? <laughs> How tall is Frederick? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is Frederick's backstory specifically? If you were Frederick. to put it in a story, I really uh, just wanted to make sure it wasn't Pearl. I wanted to just make sure it wasn't an wasn't NPC Pearl. that like uh, Frederick, we had a relationship with already. Fr- Frederick Rosa, he's a fisherman. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, I I think a bunch of people ended up ended up leaving. B- because you know that nobody wants to be in a be there if, in the path the of an invading army. Yeah. Did yeah. Malaya's parents leave? Uh, Malaya. Oh, hey, Malaya. And Carl looks and he sees Malaya and he kind of waves a little bit and Malaya shoots him a, a tight glare. Gorn was pretty sick, but I think I think some other people were helping the sick ones to to get out. Yeah, I, th- I think your dad decided to come to. Stormhaven, but I, I don't know. We got out of there pretty quick because we wanted to come here and tell the people here because that's what you told us to do. Yama was really the one trying to get us to like do all this stuff. Anyway, the point is, we came here and we tried to talk to the Duke, but they they said that there's this whole process in order to talk to the Duke, and so mm. then we tried to tell the people that would tell the Duke, and then they said that do they, the Duke know? Do the Duke know or no? Well, uh, we put in. Like the, oh, goodness the notice, oh, but, good but God. he said that he's pretty busy planning for the Queen's Day parade, and so oh, Suleon, help me. I don't know. 
I look I knows. at the at that I look at Titan with all the love that I can just like Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, light shine upon me. Okay. Uh Thanks, I have done Julian's work. <laughs> uh, but, but I, so I think we did everything that we were supposed to, and Yama kept telling us that we had to do more, but we finally we just said, Yama, look, we did everything. We got to sell these these stones. And then Burl offered us offered us a job, so we're, we're headed out. What's the job? We don't know. Lies. Insight. Go, go for it. <laughs> they truly don't know. 13. Uh, okay. 18. All right. Titan, you look at, Carl and you're like oh yeah you you actually have no idea Joe you glance over at Daphne though and you see a slight glimmer behind her eyes it seems like Daphne might have a little bit more of a clue as to what's going on Mm. I'm not going to be bothered in this moment to ask more but I do the pointing at my eyeballs and then pointing at her gesture like I saw that I know something's up, mm-hmm. but moving on. She narrows her eyes at you and says, <laughs> "And and and her. Do you have your? Uh, do you have your your flashlight out? Your cabbage flashlight? Uh, yeah, I would have it out because it's sunny, so I have it attached to my fanny pack. You see her eyes bounce to it, and she says, "You better watch yourself when you're wandering around with something that's that valuable. It might just go missing." I step forward and I use my entire body to stand in front of Joe, who is very small and I'm eight feet tall. And I look at Daphne. I look down my nose at Daphne and Uh I say, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Do you want to repeat that? While this is happening, can I sleight of hand to see if they have any crystals? Yeah, yeah, you can. Make a sleight of hand check. Since since, since, uh, I'm being blocked, can I have advantage on that? Um. Uh, yes, as the partner of the gym, GM, whatever, yes, I think you can. I think uh, you can. <laughs> I, by that, I think Kylie means that she is helping you. She's giving you the help uh-huh. action. Uh-huh. So, yes. Can I roll for an intimidation check? Uh, but yeah. I'm being very kind. Yeah, go I'm for it. I'm being very kind. What'd you get, Titan? 26. 26, <laughs> Jesus. Perception check. <laughs> My intimidation was only a seven, unless I also have advantage magically because I've been helped. Well, my action was to try to steal, so I can't help yeah. you. Yeah, that's fair. Joe, do you, can you help me? Yeah. Well, Joe is helping me to give me advantage. Oh, shit. I can't help two people oh. at the same time. Well, okay, then. No. Then I well, have seven. Oh, you have seven? Okay, great. I have seven. That's okay. This is actually perfect because because Daphne rolled a nat 20 on that oh. perception check. Oh. But but what does that give her? But that only gives her a 23. <gasps> so you still Fuck, beat yeah. her perception, but she is going to have a positive outcome. Uh, and her positive outcome is going to look like intimidating you back. I'm going to give her a free intimidate check back at you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Another nat me. 20, same die. Oh my Whoa. gosh. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She deserves Holy it. Shit. She deserves it. Daphne deserves all of this. Okay. So uh, you step in to try to stare her down and you see her like put her shoulders back and stand up tall and then just like cock one hip and just she just embodies swagger in that moment. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't notice this because Jasu is too tall, so I can't really see it, but I am attempting to jump over Jasu. Thanks for the stupid advice, Daphne. Like trying to reach so she can see. She just gets under my skin. I don't think a lot uh-huh. of people get under Joe's skin, but Daphne gets under my skin. 
And she gets under your skin so much that she... We're going to say that this has a mechanical effect. Oh, snap. Jasu. Okay, great. Love that. Love that. I love this. I'm in love. Let's do this. Let's go. Intimidate hits so hard that I think that you... I'm going to let you role play this however you want. Mm -hmm. But you know that little... You know that little section on your character sheet that says flaws? Yeah. I want you to put there that Daphne, like when you are in the presence of Daphne, you are not able to to center yourself. You're unable to find your your poise yeah. when Daphne is is in line of sight. Yeah. Shook. Yeah, I'm shook. Okay. You're under the shook condition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can and you can role play that however you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, what that looks like is that I sort of don't know how to stand in my own body mm-hmm. and I'm just sort of shifting side to side, realizing <laughs> that I'm actually very tall and maybe too tall. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, amazing. And Titan, you mm-hmm. you like just give like a look, quick little pat down and there's a lot of people around. It's crowded. Yeah, right. So body can only perceive so many co- points of contact at once. <laughs> exactly. You don't notice any of the shards of crystalline stone. What you do feel is a ridiculously heavy bag of gold. Yeah, well, we've got got that. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, I did it. It's 26. uh, Amazing. Amazing. All right. You take its pounds. Like you are pulling pounds. I mean, if there, if this, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's like I feel the, I feel the pouch. Yeah. If there's a way for me to like skim off the top of the pouch, I would do that. But if it's either, if it's all or nothing, I'm taking the Great. pouch. Great. You got the pouch. And Daphne looks at you all and says, "We don't have time for this. We're going to the big city to do some real work. See you never." And turns okay, on well, her the light. Heel. I make that noise. <laughs> okay, well, the light will shine on us here. <laughs> do we notice? Do Jasu and Joe notice that Titan stole or no? Because it I mean, was take, make make a twenty six. If you can beat a twenty six <laughs> on a perception check, won't even try. Won't even try. And I'm not telling anybody about it yet. <laughs> Love that. And with that, they set off through the crowd. Hello, everyone. Hope you're enjoying yourself this Queen's Day. It's time for me to shout out a few patrons, including Steve, not the water guy, but my dad, Andrew, and our newest patron, Noah Munoz. We are extremely grateful to have Noah be part of our Patreon community, and not just for his support, but he's also working on some character art for the show that we cannot wait to show you. If you'd like a sneak peek of what he's working on, you can get one over on the Patreon, which, by the way, now has a seven-day free trial. Okay, that's it for me. Now let's get back to that Queen's Day parade. So you turn back to the parade and you hear the music and you start start to see the sights of these big floats coming down the street. There are people on foot who are twirling batons and tossing them up in the air. There's bands that are uh, marching. There's also musicians. You see, you see this one huge float, and m- the musicians are way up high. They're like 20, 30 feet above the the road. And then you realize, as it's coming around the bend, that it's two carts, and stretched in between these two carts is this whole trapeze setup. 
And so there are acrobats that are going between these two different floats from one to the other. Dope. On the big traps where they swing and then there's a tightrope that somebody is walking on and there's a platform up there uh, that's that's right in between these two carts with uh, a, a small band. And uh, there's somebody playing drums. There's somebody playing like a woodwind kind of instrument that's kind of loud and nasal in tone. And there's somebody with this like long stringed instrument that they're playing with a bow. And it's, it's eerie and beautiful and also very festive and fast-paced. And the acrobats are kind of in rhythm to it. And then directly yes. behind that float is where you see the House of Prim. Oh my gosh. What does the float look like this year? It is in direct contrast to the blue and white, which is clearly the thematic colors of this festival every year because it's the colors of the Duke. Right. And it is black and red in like a Queen of Hearts kind of way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Prim is on display at the back of this float. It's a tiered float, so there's multiple levels. And so Prim is much higher than the other people around her and um, is wearing this big dress. And then you realize that the dress itself is the dressing of the float. Like the entire float is her dress. Is her dress. That is striped Uh. black and red. And then her... I didn't even realize I was on theme. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so they are coming around the corner just after these acrobats. You see directly across from you, passing right in front of you right now, is this float that is... It's clearly part of the whole acrobat uh, float because there's you know some people swinging back there, but it's like this big trampoline thing. Uh, but instead of using springs, it's like an inflated leather bag, kind of. And so there's mm-hmm. people that are like bouncing on it. it. You know, it's like a magic castle, mm-hmm. but yes, like a bounce house. Yes, like a bounce house. But it's a on a float, and so it's rolling down in front of these acrobats, and so they're able to jump from their big towers, their big scaffolds, onto the trampoline, and then do like a double backflip up and then catch the trapeze and then swing over to the other side. And and then as a part of this whole display, this performance piece, uh, there are a bunch of clowns. And so the clowns are kind of doing the same thing that the acrobats are doing, just badly. Uh, and, sure. and they're actually hilarious. Like the kids are super into the clowns and a couple of them are coming off of the floats and like giving trick flowers to the kids in the in the front of the crowd and everything incredible and at this point i would like you all to make perception checks that one i got a one i with my modifier a three but i rolled a one nice. i rolled the 13 with just normal and then i decided to use advantage and so i decided to smell and i rolled a nat one so i guess it's still a 13 <laughs> 12 okay middling yes <laughs> i'm gonna have Malaya and Oramaya roll as well. Oh, wow. Oramaya rolled quite well. Uh, and Malaya rolled better than all of you as well. Joe, what are you looking at? I am distracted because although I know we're searching for Prim, I am kind of looking up in the balconies, seeing if I see my father. Cool. You're looking up kind of in the opposite direction. Titan, you look over and you see... 
that there is directly across from you is a, a shop that's on the square. It's like a fish and chips shop. Mm-hmm. And Jasu, you smell the fish and chips and then you smell something else. And it's like, is it the fish and chips? It smells like fish and chips, but it's really, really strong. And you realize that it's grease. And you look at the at like the kitchen, the, the side entrance of the kitchen, and you see this line of grease. It's like the grease pot spilled or something. Like all of this spent grease has just run in a river out of the kitchen. And you see that it has run all the way down into the street. And it is just at this moment that the big trampoline float is is coming over this kind of runnel of fish and chips grease. And there's a couple floats in front, the like kind of inaugural floats, the ones that are leading the way, but most of them are still in the back. And just as this trampoline, this big inflatable trampoline thing is over the river of grease, you see an explosion <gasps> as the grease is lit on fire okay. and the oh, wow. entire trampoline thing explodes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Malaya points and says, wait, did you see them? And you all look, but none of you were able to see whatever it was that Malaya saw. Somebody that she's pointing to off on the far side of the road. And Oramaya says, oh, look, it's my cousin, and waves at his cousin who's in the float far <gasps> in the back. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, wait, he was Christ. waving to Jesus the Duke Christ. on the to float. To the Duke. Okay. The Duke okay. is on the float okay. way in the back. I got a 27. Come Are on, Are you insane? Bro. You have a minus no, one. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Five. Oh, shit. I, okay. I have a 16. I rolled a 14. Okay, so the first to act, the clowns and acrobats who are all over this. On fire. Shit. <laughs> this trampoline. Uh, yeah. The explosion happened because the incendiary, this, this grease, uh, lights on fire and then hits this big plume of available air and just like blows the thing up. And so a couple of people are on or right around the trampoline right when it hits. Uh, I'm gonna roll. Two of them are on it, and so they go flying. Uh, One is a clown and one is an acrobat. The acrobat succeeds on the dexterity save and flies off towards the the trapeze and is able to grab onto one of the implements. There's like a kind of a bar and so like grabs and swings and it isn't pretty but uh, manages to to land pretty easily. The clown flies off and lands on the ground right in front of the float, all of which is kind of like halting to a sudden stop here and uh, and lands hard on the ground and rolls and a beat goes by and everybody looks at this clown who then sits up suddenly and a bunch of the kids start laughing and they think that it was a joke and they think that this it was just a pratfall and it was part of the the act and as the kids start to laugh some of the adults behind them start to laugh and people in the crowd are clearly wondering if this was intentional as people are starting to laugh who are a little ways away in the front the fire 
starts to spread and you see that the materials of this trampoline have caught fully uh, on fire and are now starting to spread to the float itself Mm -hmm. that has the big trapeze scaffolding set up on it and the the band up on top stops playing titan it's your action what do you do Malaya has pointed out the direction of of some people that she thinks might be responsible. Yet there was definitely a shadowy figure right over there behind the the chip shop. Is Prim within 120 feet? Yes. Our float. Yes. I shout, house mother! And then I point and message Prim to say, in pursuit of a shadowy figure, send help if you can. And I start running towards the shadowy figure. Great. Awesome. So right in front of you is the flaming trampoline. If you try to go around it into the front, you'll just run into parts of the crowd because some of the crowd is is up in, in that direction. So you can either run straight forward into some flames or going through the crowd will be difficult to rain. I run through the flames. It's going to look fierce. <laughs> Great. Give me a dexterity save as you go through the flames. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, 16. Oh, amazing. You don't take any damage from the flames as you are able- I'm gonna do a performance check to see how good it looks while I do it. I got an 11 again on the die. 18. Amazing. Uh, my body does not get singed. It looks, it doesn't It doesn't look, it's not, I didn't roll a 20. So <laughs> it just looks like someone bravely diving through f- fire, like, a, <laughs> like, but like, like a fireman, mm. you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. crashing through. <laughs> There's not a ton of flair. It just, yeah. it looks more courageous than it does enticing. Mm. Great. So the pe- what the people on the other side see is they see this big like fireball explode up. And then as the big inflated balloon is depressing down and the flames are licking are licking up and making like this wall of fire. They just see you you just come through this wall of fire quickly and assertively and you make it to the far side of the road. Uh, the road is, we'll say, 20 feet wide. Uh, so you make it to the, the other line of people without any issues. Um, and then if you want to set off towards that alley, uh, you can. And, and that'll be difficult terrain to go through the crowd. Did you already use your action to cast message? Yes, action message. Yeah, so anytime we're walking through the crowd, it'll just be double movement. All right, yes, heading towards the, through the crowd. Great, so you're a little ways into the crowd heading towards this alleyway. That brings us to Evie. So as this is happening, you, Titan, see uh, the flash of lilac as Evie is dashing forward, also cutting back and forth between the floats and uses a full dash action to make her way and she gets within 10 feet of you. She's 10 feet behind you and uh, you hear her call out to you, Titan, I'm on your six. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just where you like to be, girl. I know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while. Hot, hot, <laughs> hot, uh, hot. that brings us to you. I twerk a little I bit. I act without <laughs> thinking. I see... Titan, I maybe also see Evie, and I go, <laughs> no, and I put up my staff, and uh, I don't mean to, but I cast Create Water, which uh, it says, the water falls as rain within a 30-foot queue, mm. extinguishing exposed flames in the area. Amazing. Oh, shit. So 
Holy shit. <laughs> I, like whatever, I don't know how big the, the fire is, but like as uh-huh. much as I can to put out around as much people, as, as many people as possible. Hell yes. So the encounter is done. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's a wrap. Okay. Okay. Good session, everybody. <laughs> Wait a second. Thirty foot cube. Thirty foot cube. Y- you can just put out flames. I could just put out flames. I'm a storm person. You were the one. I died. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then yep, you yep, said, yep, yep, "Hey, yep, hey, yep, hey, yep, hey! Gotta take spells yep, yep, because yep, yep, that yep, make yep, more yep, sense yep, for yep. water storm." And I said, uh-huh. "Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I can create <laughs> rain. I'm storm." This is amazing. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, we're gonna say that the only place that I said that the flames were moving was onto that float with the scaffold, yeah. right? So we're gonna yeah. say that, that is all flames except that. Are gone. So the whole trampoline situation, the rain falls and puts it out. And now there is just a little like 10 foot area, like 10 square feet, where the flames have started to light this other float on fire. But the whole trampoline situation is doused. And the kids, the kids who were laughing and thought that this was all a joke, are playing in the rain now and continue to think that this is all part of the clowning act and, and are delighted. Do the people on the float, like, they all realize... They look like they're terrified as fuck. The musicians have, like, stopped playing and are, like, wondering how they can get down. Uh, The the float has stopped moving, so the ones behind them are also kind of screeching to a halt. Uh, You see Prim up on top of her float because her float has stopped, but in a much more graceful way. And uh, you see her, like, notice Titan moving and uh, making a few small signals to the people on the float, and you see some uh, some of the other house members that are hopping off of the float and like starting to take action. Uh, but yeah, things are definitely disrupted on the float and directly behind it. But now the crowd is uh, is kind of none the wiser. After I do that, I then try to run after Titan. And as I go, I probably won't be able to get as far, but as I go, I shout or like tell whoever's in the crowd who looks like an adult, put out Mm. those, like I say, put out those flames. Great. Malaya is going to heed your words and run forward and shouts to some other people and says, water, I need water and, and maybe, I'm so sorry, Titan, and takes one of your bags of clothing and unzips it. And finds like a couple kids and says, kids, I need you to hold this. And dumps the bag out really fast into their arms. Don't let this touch the ground. And then takes the bag and runs over the bag and starts to put the fire out. A hero. (laughs) Truly. So Malaya is going to make a check here. Truly. Uh, And Malaya is able to put out part of this fire. So what was a 10-foot square area is now just a five-foot square area on fire. Then Oramaya is going to say, uh, great work, Malaya. Go get him, everybody. I'm going to go talk to my cousin and starts to run off towards the Duke's float up the way, which brings us to Joe. How far am I from this figure that ran off? Yeah, so the spot where Malaya was pointing is about 60 feet Mm -hmm. from you, but you can't see Mm -hmm. anybody right now. Okay, I can't see 
anyone right now, but I, mean, I you have see a tons general... of people in the crowd. But the description mm-hmm. that she gave was like you know somebody running away, ducking past that corner. You don't see anybody running. You don't see anybody ducking. Like they were on the far side of this big balloon, but now that the explosion has gone off, they've disappeared. Okay. Well, I feel like since there's not a lot of fire to put out, and we don't see this person. I am going to, I guess, run in the direction of my crew. And while I'm passing the, what's remaining of this fire, I'll mm. cast prestidigitation. Ooh, it's been a few weeks <laughs> since I've said that word. Yes. To snuff out what I can since I can light or snuff okay. out a campfire, like the size of a campfire. Oh, yeah. So whatever that will get me. Fair enough. That's why I feel. Yeah. As I'm running past, I will attempt to do that and catch up and look for this person. Mm-hmm. I'm also yelling isn't... to Malaya um, to keep an eye on Ormaya. Mm-hmm. Okay. Malaya says, heard, after we get this fire out, I'll follow him. Great. That's what I'm doing then on my turn. Prestidigitation is an action, right? Oh, yeah. Cause I, can I get out cantrip and run? No, you totally can. But you'd run less. Oh, okay. I thought I could. You can't dash. The, and the reason that I'm asking is, so all three of you have, have done basically this. So you're all three around the same spot. You've you've all gone 30 feet. And because prestidigitation is a full action, I'm going to mm-hmm. let you basically do the same kind of check that Malaya did. So give me a spellcasting check. Is that a d20? Yeah, it's a d20 and you're going to add your charisma score. So I rolled a 10, mm-hmm. but so then my charisma... I'm adding my plus four. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm not digi- doing the plus six that I sometimes get to use. Just the plus for four, spells. yeah. Okay, just right. the plus it's four. It's not a spell yeah. attack. It's just spellcasting check. Yeah, so you are able to put out the rest of these flames. And maybe it's helped by the fact that other people are throwing water on at the same time because Malaya has directed them to. But you see that all of the flames are squelched and there's just some steam and smoke coming up from the whole area, which has gone uh, from being a flaming mass of trampoline and float to being a smoldering pile uh, in the middle of this crowd. And you see Malaya takes her cue and starts to look out after Oramaya so that she can follow him. And Evie is right here with you as the three of you and her are headed off into this alleyway. And I'm going to propose that we make this the end of our session. Okay. Alley hanger. Let's do it. Yeah, that yeah. That sounds Great. good because you you want to get to this Chris and you can talk about how you got whomped, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to some dirty crit, shall we? Dirty crit. Yeah. Dirty crit. crit. So we're just not going to play the games. We're not going to save the musicians. We don't have to save the acrobats or the clowns. We're just going to have a single round of the initiative order. Dump. <laughs> Dump a spell and say, "Boom! Why problem would you solved." Make me Come up with a, a harder problem. A storm for us. person. If you didn't want me to be able to make rain, look, <laughs> look, look. The the way that the way that I design these things. Yeah, curious peek behind the screen. I definitely don't. And maybe maybe this is maybe I should do this more. But I don't think about what 
you all can do or or I don't try to mm. predict what you're going to do very often. Yeah, 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 I yeah, usually yeah. just like right, come up with problems and I'm like, oh, here's a here's an interesting problem. I wonder what they'll do with this. And uh, oh, totally, I that's great. totally did not anticipate just ending the problem in one fell You know, swoop. you know what's wonderful. You know what's great, Tor. I, I honestly, I don't think you should. You don't think you need to change a thing. Uh, sorry <laughs> to get a little nerdy for a second. Yeah. I was literally today just listening to. Um, I, we've talked about this uh, other podcast, NADPod, before. I've been on the show, uh, not another D and D podcast. I was that? literally just <laughs> listening to this episode where. Uh, the, the DM had, had designed this entire stealth mission because he thought that people were going to like sneak out of this castle mm-hmm. and try to do something they weren't supposed to do. But instead, the players, before they went out, they literally just asked for the queen's permission to go and do something. Right. And so they just literally had like a hall pass that like <laughs> canceled out this like this entire like multi-level encounter that he had that he had designed was like well there's no reason she wouldn't support you uh in doing this thing you've told her about it so i guess she says it's okay yeah Yeah. totally and then you end up throwing things out in that way which Mm -hmm. uh yeah because like what i feel like what happened here is a different version of having to throw things out it's like oh cool yeah yep so we were we we were gonna spend a little while doing this but instead we're just gonna it was going to get intense, too, because be people were going to be dying in a fire. I know. There was going to be a lot of danger. Yeah. It was going to be like, oh, can you can you save these people? Do you want to save the people or run after the, the person? <laughs> uh, okay. Anything? Okay. Anything else? Anybody wants to talk about? <laughs> did crit happen? Yeah, did crit happen? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I stole a bunch of you gold from somebody. Indeed. Oh, shit. You did. You did indeed. I did. I did. And you know what's it's it's funny because it's like it, immediately when you said that it was gold, I was I, I as Titan was like I don't really care about this gold. I'm probably going to use it as like a distraction at some point. Mm. It, was, it was really like a just like mm-hmm. a screw you Daphne moment. Um, and so I snatched this purse, but like you know, not the most in 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 enlightened move to make to be like i don't like you i'm gonna take your stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's why i was curious if we saw it or not because it feels like with like how we were positioned if titan didn't care that we saw like we could have potentially noticed but that titan Mm. was keeping it all a secret it's like Mm. "Hmm." deceit 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 Mm. Hmm. No. No one. Like. I don't need. Titan's not super uh, worried about like gold coins. You know. I'm like. Yes. You got to make your coins to make sure that you're good. But yeah. No. I was taking it. And honestly, here's here's the other thing. I think. Like. It's funny that you say that. That it's like. Oh, secret, secret. Honestly, Titan was like. I'm gonna keep this from them because I know this isn't a great thing to do, and I don't want them to have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's so much money. It's so much money. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't pissed. looked at it yet. So fucking pissed. God. Well, honestly, they suck. I mean, I, I legitimately. <laughs> now they officially oh, yeah. suck. For legitimately, you. they suck. Though I do think it's funny because I'm gay now, so that's fun. And Evie, Evie, Evie was my awakening. Wait, I'm sorry. When we were ta- Evelyn, uh-huh. when we were talking about Evie. I remember when I had my gay awakening where I could no longer deny that I was queer. And it was, I, I have to tell this story now, which was, I was at a yes. party. Was like, I was in college. I was, I was doing my master's. And all through my undergrad, all through since I was a kid, I kept, at people, I, 
I would have a lot of queer friends and I would go to queer things and people would talk mm. to me like, are you queer? Like, what are you doing here? And I'd be like, no, I'm just a really good ally. Hashtag ally. Um, and like, mm-hmm. it was just like <laughs> constant. It was Beautiful. constant. Like, not that I, uh, by the way, I don't believe in allyship and we should, that's another thing to talk about. But anyway, so yeah. like, let's get but, into that. So yeah, oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, I'm just an ally. La, 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 la. Um, and then I'm at this party. And this woman, I will never forget, she was so beautiful. She had a shaved head. She was in a gold dress and these high heels uh, shoes. And she's Mm. standing at the bar and she turns around and her eye makeup's done stunningly. And she goes, oh, my God, you have short hair, too. You have to dance with me. And I lost my mind. And I said, well, (laughs) I'm gay. It's nothing. I'm gay. (laughs) It turns out all this time I was gay. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's how I felt. Jasu was feeling with uh, Evie. I was like, "Well, you're gay now. I, you're gay." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about. You have to be gay mm-hmm. now. <sighs> that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. And also, now, can you please dive into this uh, hot take on allyship? Allyship isn't real because, like, you're fi- al- that principle of allyship is that like you're mm-hmm. fighting for other people because you support them. In all mm. systems of oppression, you are also fighting for yourself when you are fighting to dismantle it, even if you are on the side of privilege. Mm. Because just like with white supremacy, just like with the patriarchy, like you are, you are harmed from it too. Uh, you are also struggling. So like mm-hmm. with queer things, the fact that there are these such strong gender norms, the fact that there are these ideas about how sexuality is supposed to be is harmful for everyone, not just queer people. Mm-hmm. And the same is true when it comes to the patriarchy. Men are are hurt by the patriarchy just like mm-hmm. women are, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-binary mm-hmm. folks as well, again, in a different way. And then white supremacy, it's the same thing, right? Like, it's not yeah. good for anyone, and the idea that you're an ally and fighting for other people to me is uh, a little bit ridiculous because you should be fighting for yourself just as much as everyone else. And this idea of allyship still is inherently, in some ways, othering mm. to me, and I don't like it. Yeah. Is there another word that you would use, or no? It's kind of like it doesn't exist. I think it's really the concept. Yeah, it's not that yeah. the word is yeah. bad. You can call yourself an ally and be happy. It's more of like right. the concept of it, which mm-hmm. that I have an issue with. Yeah. So this is interesting because the one of the issues that I've always had with allyship is when people call themselves an ally. Like no. t- to me, it's one of those things where it's like, why I don't think you get to call so yourself performative. That. I think that's something that other people get to call you. Like if you aren't part of the marginalized community, then you don't know whether or not what you're doing is like helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to make that decision. Hmm. Interesting. I use this word ally today mm. in my work, but in mm. reference mm. to short story, having uh, allies in the room to support my opinion about something, it had nothing to do with, sure. um, it was a work opinion. It had nothing to do mm-hmm. with race or mm-hmm. sexuality. So like I use that word today and I think I have used that word to refer to having others be supportive of me so i guess i'm kind of wondering is there a word to use no yeah if i am talking about you know having an ally in the room that's going to support feminism and maybe by the patriarchy existing men are also harmed but who is oh i hate that who is harmed the most what an awful fucking question Mm. but like Mm. i guess i just kind of want to address i mean that and i don't know what then 
what word or concept then would be used if it's yeah. not allies. I mean, I don't think allies. the the word allies is the problem, but I do think what you're saying, right? Like, Mm-mm. I think that it is harmful to get into the oppression oppression Olympics generally. Mm-hmm. But I do think that what you're saying is also true in that, like women have faced different harms than men in the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. for example. So people who are Mm -hmm. seen as women, there's an undertone of violence. There is a level of fear that is present in in sexualization, in objectifying, in XYZ. And men, I think, also, or people who are seen as men, are also supposed to live up to these crazy ideals of body image of these unattainable goals and uh, what a man is supposed to be quote unquote and manhood that don't have inherently the same undertones of violence and fear that are present for women or people who are seen as women Mm -hmm. and so there is a difference and it's not a erasure of that difference in my mind like you can still call someone an ally but it's like a different conceptualization of what ally means. You're not, to me, it's like, Mm. if you call yourself an ally because you're like, oh, I'm fighting for the people I care about. It's like, no, you're fighting for yourself. You're fighting for the world. And you, in this moment, have privilege. And in this in this scenario you've like laid out, right, Kylie? It's like you have the the privilege to be able to speak and be heard in a way that I do not at this moment. And we can recognize that while also recognizing that you speaking out is not just for me, but for yourself as well. Sure. So kind of. So is it like just re reframing what maybe traditionally people the definition of of yeah. ally? And it also gets to I think your point. Yeah. Torsten, a little bit of like this performative nature of allyship that we've really seen, especially Mm -hmm. in the wake of George Floyd's murder. When it comes to like Black Lives Matter, you see a lot of like performative. uh, Oh, we're we're here. We're doing the the right thing and we're fighting for the people. I'm going to reach out to all my black friends and make sure they're okay. I'm going to post a little uh, flag. And it's like, what are you actually doing, though? Totally. And I, I guess I'm going to problematize a little bit or try to try to make this complicated and interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the flags, 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 flags piss me off. Mm-hmm. Like flags are one of those oh. things that I just like get under my skin because I'm like, mm-hmm. wh- why are we going to fight the fascists with fascist symbols? Like a flag is a tool mm-hmm. of the military industrial complex mm. but but then i realize oh a flag is a it, it's like semaphore a flag is a way of communicating and mm. it, because like the past couple of years in june it has become so in vogue for every company ever <sighs> to change their logo to be a version that has the pride flag on it right and sure. that has often felt performative it's, to me. Yeah. It's capitalism. Right. It's like you are taking this is. thing and you're then going to like try to sell me with it. Correct. But then I also have realized, and I think I can't take credit for this. Somebody somebody told me this in some conversation. I just don't remember who. I apologize. But like this is a symbol for me to feel comfortable in a business. Mm. This is, even if it's hollow, even if there is an element of it, which is the you know this capitalist company trying to sell me on something at least i know that i am not going to get mm-hmm. hurt going into this place you mm-hmm. know 
And I wonder if that's always true. I don't know that it necessarily is, but I think it's an interesting part of allyship is like, mm-hmm. even if performance, performative allyship is harmful and the reason that I don't love people calling themselves allies and I think a big problem, I wonder if there's also something about flying that flag that can at least mm-hmm. help people know that they can talk to you about this kind of shit. You know, yeah, and like, what is the value there, and what is a responsible way to do it? I mean, just specifically within like what you're talking about with businesses, yeah, like yes, people are people use the flag because they think it'll make them money. Uh-huh. Now they've also made a visible statement about what the like what one might assume their values are, yeah, and so if they then act in contrary to what those assumed values are, yeah, that can make them look bad, which would again then Absolutely. make them potentially lose money, right? So I hear again that like. I do think there's some truth to like for businesses that it's like, okay, they've got the flag out. At least I know if something happens in here, they're going to have to eat shit about it. You know what I mean? Um, But but again, even that is like very much within the framework of Mm. capitalism. Totally. um, Because it's all at the end of the day Mm. about money. And I -hmm. I think to your point, Joshua, too, is like if we're going to be working within the framework of capitalism... It's not a bad thing that people are performative per se because it does show that people are that in order to to make money that you have to follow these ideals or x y z. I think also this this there's this dichotomy of like oh if you're if you're being performative you are therefore evil and just as bad as like a Nazi or something. And it's like okay everyone calm down. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Down. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you, what we're saying is like or what I'm saying just like just post posting a flag is not enough. I I appreciate mm-hmm. the sentiment. I understand the the goals here. Sometimes I don't appreciate the sentiment when it comes to capitalism, as Joshua has pointed out. But like, here we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there is more that has to be done. And this is not a end all be all thing. Um, and it's, it's the totally. same with just generally with performative acts, I think. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you were talking about with feminism, that word popped out to me because I was like, right, I don't call myself a feminist ally. I call myself a feminist. Mm-hmm. And and I and I wonder if that kind of gets at the root of what you're talking about linguistically, uh, Deanna, because it's like there's something othering about using the word ally. Mm. It's like you're you're setting yourself apart in a way, which maybe sometimes is because it feels like there's not other ways of talking about it. But like I remember being a teenager and realizing, hell, I can I can be a feminist. Mm. You know, like I I don't have to preclude myself from using that word because I have not been gendered as female for most of my life, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to take ownership of over that, I think helped me to see some of those exact things that you're talking about, about how the patriarchy sucks <laughs> for me as well as for yeah. people who it, it might more obviously suck for. Yeah. Honestly, I, I really think that like it, it is, I don't think any of these words are, are, are off limits. I really just think the, the point is that mm-hmm. it's like, just make sure that it's like, don't let yourself off the hook. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. It's truly just like, let it be personal for you because it is. Yeah, and it, yeah exactly. And yeah. that is also the, the, the only way that shit is really yeah. going to change is if things are personal for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let it be personal. Yeah. Yeah. Any other crit? So D and D, yeah, D&D, totally. <laughs> getting personal here. Dirty Somehow crit. we got here. I do think that the episode was thick with 
with shit getting personal for people. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. What, uh, what was it like seeing Daphne and Carl again? Oh, I think they're shitheads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I like truly. I think that like maybe in their, well, actually it's, I'm on the fence. And if I think there may be good people inside who do shitty things or if they're, and I don't even want to say, I don't want to put them together because they're different people and I feel differently about Carl mm. than I do Ooh, say more about, about Daphne. Say more about that. Well, I just feel like Daphne is like the brains behind the whole operation. Yeah, that seems true. That it just, I get the, which doesn't mean that Carl is off the hook for making bad choices, but it feels like peer pressure. <laughs> That's how like, at least I read their dynamic mm. is that if Daphne was like, actually, let's just buy a cottage on the hill and put all this behind us, Carl would be like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised they, like, it was It was nice to hear that they executed the mission that we sent them on. Mm. So on one hand, it's like, ugh, you bug me, but like, well, maybe we have to be work friends because you at least followed through on the fucking task was mm. kind of my, my thoughts during that interaction. Uh, but also now they're just dipping. They're just like on to the next thing, thinking about the coin they didn't want to make instead of realizing this army is here and wanting to do something more. And I thought they were supposed to be part of the resistance. So it's just like, Preach. what side are you actually on? TBD. Well, they're also lazy when it comes to helping people. Like Yama was the mm -hmm. one telling them that they actually had to help people. Yeah. Mm, sus. And I think for Joe, community, and obviously this community and being back in Stormhaven, it's like she feels strongly about those things and protective of those things. And so the fact that they're from that area and could give two shits, I think, is part of why it, yeah, Mutual why aid. they get under her skin a bit. Mutual aid, everyone. No. Dirty grit. Yeah. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious about D. How did you, how did you and Jasu feel being placed in a, you know, situation where you were, you know, being uh, flirted with? Hard. <laughs> I became myself. In, uh... Turned into myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was cute. I thought it was nice. I think it will be fun for Jasu to explore uh, outside of her own conception of what the world is. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if she's going to end up being like super sexual or if she's going to end up being queer or if she's going to end up being ace or anything like that. I truly hadn't thought about it. But I do know that she was uncomfortable by the idea of someone making sexual advances to her because I don't think she's experienced that much being the mm. prophet of her people. Mm -hmm. She's not really... I mean, I'm sure there are people with like crushes and stuff, but not no one who's going to be overtly sexual in nature to mm -hmm. her. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Do you think like how conscious of this transition is Jasu? Is it something that you sense happening in the background as Deanna, or is Jasu aware of it? I think I sense it happening in the background as Deanna. Like, I don't think, I mean, Jasu is dealing mm. with a lot right now. You know what I mean? Like, she also is has a new god. Mm. She's like, in the last <laughs> few days, has learned about, uh, t like, they, them pronouns, is starting to re mm. recognize that, like, she might not know everything when it comes to her own religion. Plus, now she had this mm -hmm. whole argument with, like, church v. state, and she's like, what? Mm -hmm. And so I think she, at this moment, her entire world is upside down. So I don't think she has any, like, this is just another area where she's like i'm lost <laughs> i'm so lost i am changing yeah. 
Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, what was it like, Titan? Uh, yes, yes, Titan, yes. I was just going to ask what it was like to see some, you know, to see Prim, if not uh, speak to her and to, to see somebody else from your life here in Stormhaven and just to kind of touch in with that part of yourself. It's so funny because it's like I would have been all over this freaking float um, three days yeah. ago. You yeah. know, three days ago I was preparing for this. I was going to be on the float. This was totally. going to be a whole situation. It's probably my first year in Stormhaven. Mm. So the first year going to be on the float. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, I totally forgot about it <laughs> until, you know, we, we got back and I was like, oh, I need a mm. fit because the float. But I, but Titan was not, I, I was wondering if I was going to feel some type of way about being like, oh, like I really like feeling jealous or feeling like, oh, this is something that's really important that mm -hmm. because I, you know, oh, I'm sad that I'm not on the float. None of that came up mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. me or for Titan at, in the moment. It was like, yo, there's shit that needs to get done and nobody knows about it. And we're some of the few people that do. Mm -hmm. So like, let's go. Even like the, like at the, in the encounter, it was like, information someone is running away that caused this i bolt towards them mm -hmm. you know what i mean like not not like i'm gonna save myself i'm gonna try to like help people it's like do mm -hmm. stuff go because like if you see something <laughs> if you see something say something <laughs> but like it, it, i guess in in the past like few days it's like if we weren't the people if we weren't there if we weren't there's so few people who know about what's happening mm -hmm. that like if we did nothing, things would be worse. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like, Titan is like, yo, you have yeah. to, if you have the capacity to act, yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. Running towards some problems. Wow. Mm -hmm. the, the, Titan is definitely yeah. action. The, Titan is mm -hmm. making, Titan mm -hmm. makes moves. Love yeah. that. And that, but like now these, the, the moves, like the personality is, and like the kind of way they go about things is, is the same, but like, they're making moves on behalf of other people mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or like for guided by something other than like their own story in Do a way. Do you think that's new or was that already there? I don't know if there was, it, it's probably didn't have the opportunity mm -hmm. to do this before. So probably was there, but no, I think Titan has been like, they've done stuff to protect themselves and to make, make a life for, you know, themselves that they feel good about. And like, yeah, they're up in this kind of the semi-criminal element. It's like there's not there's a reason why yeah. they are able to why they can roll a twenty six on a sleight of hand check, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, not their first time. But even that was probably like you know skills that they learned for survival, you know. So yeah, I guess it probably does feel good to be doing stuff not just for yeah. survival, yeah, personal survival, yeah. And Joe. Any particular thoughts or feelings for you as you're coming back to Stormhaven, Joe? Um, I think that Joe is probably balancing some anxiety between like understanding the bigger picture, which is, oh, we need to like we need to go talk to the Duke and we need to talk to people in power to let them know mm -hmm. what's happening because that will benefit more people, including her dad, but also like wanting to circle back with him right away and mm -hmm. so feeling a bit distracted mm -hmm. during the mission of like oh but where is he in this crowd totally cool well thanks everybody uh it was a a really 
fun little re-entry to Stormhaven, and I'm looking Woo! forward to going back there in our next session. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's plug it up. Deanna, anything you want to plug? <laughs> I would like to plug. Oh, you plugged your nose. I did. I don't know if you could tell when I speak. I was trying to. I was trying to make it. Oh wait. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, can you hear me now? Is this better? Joke. They yeah. have, uh, they, Deanna, yeah. uh, for those of you who aren't watching on, um, you know, the Patreon live show, which doesn't exist, Deanna has a mic cable clip attached to their I nose do. right now. Uh, I it. would yes. like to plug. Oh, you could kind of hear it. It's a little, ah, that's fun. <laughs> yep. And uh, Joshua, oh, you want to plug? I'm going to, I'm going to plug vacation. Mm. Y'all, um, I was on a vacation for four days. And when I came back, I realized how burnt out I was. I was like, oh man, I really needed that. So now I'm trying to commit to every three months, I'm going to take four days off, like oh, off, I love off that. of just like not doing a thing unless the, th the things are things that I want nice. to do. Four days every three months. That's not crazy. No. It's not crazy. You deserve it. It's not crazy. Amazing. I think time off is, oh, yes. What was that again? Kylie, Sorry, what? You what did plug? you say? What? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um. You know, I feel like I was thinking of something similar as to what Joshua said. I'm going to plug, and maybe this isn't the healthiest of plugs. So, like, yes. summer break, okay? I thought that I was going to have July as, like, summer break. I was going to be coasting mm -hmm. at work, doing what needed to get done, having the best time, living my hot girl summer life. And that's not that's what has happened. Summer. I've had to focus on work more than I wanted to. And so I feel a sense, I've, like, felt a sense of, like vacation loss during this month mm, of yeah. like mm. I'm in these places wanting to do these things and I am not able to focus on the vacation as much as I want. And I am just trying to like release from any guilt from that because I feel like, what is the plug? Now I'm just, this is just fucking therapy for me right now. <laughs> yes. The, you know, I think therapy. the plug is like just being flexible with yourself. Yeah. That's the plug. Love that. Be flexible with yourself because you might have an expectation and it is okay to have to pivot that expectation and still find like the fun and the joy in the new thing that happens, even if it wasn't what you originally thought. So be flexible flexible this summer, y'all. That's my plug. That's great. Uh thank you, Carly. And I I'm gonna plug some live appearances. Uh, so <gasps> been coordinating with what? a few games. This is shops. news to us. What's happening? <laughs> and then also GameholeCon <gasps> in Game Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, I think there is an extremely high likelihood that uh, we are there. Woot woot. Really? Yep. That we're all going to be there? I was if you come, if you come, you, you will be, be there. there. Okay, all right. Okay. We'll talk more about this in our scheduling meeting directly after, <laughs> right after this. But I will confidently assert in this moment that wow, yeah, 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 we cool. The intentions are out there. We'll be there in October. That's in Madison, Wisconsin. Everybody, uh, October October nineteenth through twenty second, and we'd love to see you there. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us on the socials at When Crit Happens or send an email to when Someone send us an email. Someone do it. Someone's got to send an email. And if you haven't had enough Trace. of us yet, I'm talking head on over to our Patreon for more. That's patreon.com slash when crit happens. Crit on them, everybody. Crit Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. 
Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.